Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. A lot about boundaries right now in my personal life with my puppy. As Christina has just lectured me on, <laughs> I thought I was doing great with setting more boundaries in my life. So I'm an empath, hardcore, and I think one of the things I personally struggle with is setting boundaries in all areas of my life. I am like, I'm a hardcore people pleaser, and I always just want to be available for everyone because I love to give. And right now, I'm dealing with that with a puppy, and I'm... <laughs> trying not to give in to all of her needs because I need to just train her to adapt to our lifestyle. And it's been pretty challenging. I'm not going to lie. She's really cute, which makes it hard. <laughs> so the issue is that like most people don't, most people struggle with boundaries. Right. And that's all what we were taught. So it's like, I feel like having a puppy too, right. Having a kid. I mean, that triggers so much, uh, you know, parental conditioning and like, where did I learn that? Like, I think about my, you know, my parents, like I was never taught boundaries. I was taught like boundaries are you're mean. If you have a boundary, like always be available, need to be available. Um, it's like trauma response. If you have a boundary, like, oh my gosh, I could get in trouble. Um, it starts so young, you know? And I feel like that's really interesting to think about if I want, like, if you think about it from that angle and then now with your puppy, how do you see that playing out? Oh my gosh. Well, as you were saying that my mom is the most generous person I know, and she will drop anything for anyone. And she always goes to any extent to help somebody like way out of her way. You could be a total stranger. And I always compliment her on that. I'm like, mom, you're the most generous person I know. I just want to be like you. And now I'm like, crap. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was never really given tough love as a kid. It was always my mom comforting me, Mm. (laughs) which I don't even like to admit, but I see how that played out. And like, I've had to learn a lot, a lot of lessons myself as an adult. Mm. So I'm trying to definitely put my foot down with the dog because she knows she's cute and she can get what she wants. <laughs> like we are trying to let her just whine it out. The issue is I live in an apartment. So she's like screaming at 2 a.m. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody else is trying to sleep here. But I have noticed that when we do just ignore it, it might be 20 minutes of hell, but she eventually gets the message that we're not going to respond to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she calms down. So it's a, it's definitely been a test, but we're practicing that more. Well, there's also the thing that's, I forget who I've, I heard somebody talking about this and I'm like, this is so true. I don't remember who it was, but somebody was saying like how people always want to go comfort the baby, the kid, the, the puppy, because we're like uncomfortable with, with emotional expression. So our first thought is like, Ooh. no, let's, let's, you know, stop crying, stop crying. Right. Cause we're like uncomfortable with it. But like sometimes when, it, you know, as a baby, just crying, expressing how it's feel, it feels like maybe it just needs to express how it feels, you know, That's like true. if you think about somebody sitting in front of you and starting to cry, do you feel that urge to be like, okay, how do I make this stop? Like, that's our instinct. And sometimes that can serve us of like, how do I comfort them? But sometimes like, like, where's the line between like, we're just uncomfortable as a society with like outbursts of, of, you know, how, how we feel expressing our emotions. And so our go-to is like, 
let me just suppress this. I think that's a very interesting angle yeah. as well. I think for me, I just feel everybody else's feelings so deeply. And I'm like, I don't want to feel like that right now. So stop. Um, let me help you get out of that. So I'm not taking that on myself, but that's also a really good point. Mm. Abby, what do you think? I, this is going to turn into a puppy episode. I also have a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I definitely had the same problems in the beginning. I am also a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Um, boundaries are a huge thing that I've worked on for a long time. And like Christina said, having a puppy challenges you like no other. And I really thought I had recovered from a lot of my people pleasing. Maybe I turned into puppy pleasing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think the emotional response thing is huge. And even in like my childhood too, like it was always like, don't feel this emotion or just like, some something's going to fix it, whether that's food or moving on or distraction, something like that. Um, instead of just like working through things and getting to the root of things. And even like with a puppy, like trying to understand why they're crying in their crate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. do they miss you? Are they hungry? Do they have to go to the bathroom? Like if you were just like, stop crying, stop crying. You're never going to know why they're crying and you can't do anything to like, if it's a negative thing, like them crying and you're in an apartment, um, you're never going to figure out how to resolve that going forward you know yeah I feel like that's why it's hard too because you can't ask it well I mean you can right but yeah (laughs) they they can't verbalize versus like a human can be like what do you need right now you know and I I was thinking about this a lot I I posted a podcast I think last week as we record this and I called it emotional constipation because I was talking about how I think it's so important that we like learn healthy emotional release and I've been reflecting on this a lot like as a kid I would just experience I think looking back, I'm like, it was a lot of empath stuff. It was a lot of just feeling the energies around me. I would just feel like extreme sadness or extreme anger come over me. And my instinct was, let me just go to my room and I need to scream it out. Like I knew I just had to get it out and I didn't know why, like, or what was going on. But when I would release that emotion, I just start sobbing or like screaming into my pillow. My parents would freak out and be like, stop. And I just, I just needed them and I didn't know how to verbalize it but I just needed them to leave me alone because if I just screamed in my pillow for like two minutes, I would be done. And then I just come downstairs and be like, I'm fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, but I just needed way. to get it out of my body. And I think mm-hmm. like, again, I mean, it, it even goes to, I always feel bad, like on planes, right. And a baby starts crying and everybody gives the look and it's like, I mean, what, what do you want the parent to do? It's like a, a, the baby is crying. Like if I was a baby and there's all these lights and loud noises and air pressure around my head, like I'd probably cry too, you know? So I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing to explore. Yeah. That's taking on other people's energy. Christina, mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And I know, I know personally a little bit about this just working for you, but as an energy healer, I'm sure you're faced with a lot of other people's emotions and some of the deeper stuff they're going through. So how do you make sure that that doesn't carry over into your own life? Well, I have a lot of aggressive, aggressive clearing practices I do on myself. You know, I'm very intense about like, you know, people don't think about all of that. Like everything that goes into like before and after a session, whether or not you're an energy healer, but like, if you're an empath, if you're like, you know, if you feel that it's so important to have time to like, let yourself feel it and release it. And so I do a lot of emotional release work kind of like on behalf of my clients, if I do pick up anything. So I have a lot that I do energetically to kind of protect myself. And, but at the end of every day, you know, 
I ground, I take a bath, I cut cords. I like, and I will let myself, I I give myself space, like intentionally, like, okay, here's 10 minutes, anything for anyone else that I need to feel just to release, like, let it come up. And sometimes nothing does. Other times I just start crying. Other times I will just get really upset and I'll like pound into a pillow for a minute. Um, Dancing is super helpful. So I just, I create space to release that, but I'm also intense about my boundaries, like in general, you know, and like, this is, I think in business, this is so overlooked. And it's funny because talking to so many people about business and doing business coaching, like the things that come up actually the most for people that are the biggest blocks, like most people don't expect, for example, friends is one. Another one is boundaries, you know, like, and you, I know for me, a big reason why my business wasn't moving ahead for a while at the beginning was because I didn't have boundaries. I was saying yes to everything. I let everybody take my, my energy. I was always available. I was always available. I didn't set up boundaries for myself. And even for me with like different social media platforms, you know, people think it's so weird what I do where like, let's say, let's say I respond to a DM. Let's say a friend messages me, they DM me. And then I respond and they're like, how come you don't reply to my text? And I'm like, it's not my texting time. Like, because, but they just assume if I'm on my phone, I'm looking at every platform, but that's not how I use my phone because otherwise I would, otherwise I would spend all day on every platform. And I remember there was a point in my business. I mean, God, I remember I was living in LA and I remember having this realization of like, holy shit, I just spent five hours of my day just replying to texts because they kept coming back in and I was yeah. texting in between my work, you know? And so I had to really set boundaries with myself. Um, and I felt like, I was always trying to catch up because I would spend all day in response, right? It's kind of like if you start your day with email instead of doing the tasks that really need to get done. And then I'm like emailing people all all day. And then I can't do the stuff I need to do until night. But then if I'm working at night, then I don't have time to reset. And then I'm going to bed too late. And it was just like this awful spiral that I think a lot of new entrepreneurs like fall into. And especially if you're like in that, phase where you're like feeling like you need money, you need clients and you like are willing to give anything. You know, I definitely fell in that trap too. I think a lot of people do. And like, I shouldn't have been, first of all, I should never have given anyone my phone number. I should never have, you know, responded to things that were outside of hours. So I definitely learned like all of my little lessons and hacks with managing things. And so like when I rebranded last time, I used it as an opportunity to get rid of my, to get rid of my email. So like, I don't have an email anymore which has been the most freeing thing, like the most freeing thing. And I, I think since making that change, like the amount of time that gave me back, I mean, it it just, it still blows my mind when I think about it. I'm like, what, what are people even emailing about? I I'm not sure. So that's, that's kind of how I think about it. And you have your notifications on your phone turned off too, right? Yeah. I don't have notifications on Mm -hmm. for, for anything. And I take the messages app on my computer I get rid of that. So I can't text on my computer unless it's for a specific purpose. Like sometimes I need to like transfer things. Um, so then I'll open it. But other than that, because when I have the notifications on, if I see a notification, I have the compulsion to, to answer it. So, and yeah, I'm curious, like, how has that played out for you, Abby, with, with your business and like working with clients? This has been a tough one for me, especially when I first started. Um, Like you said, when you feel like you really need clients and you really need money, you compromise so many things just for like the experience and getting your business started. 
Um, so my first client I ever had, I let walk all over me. Um, I did things I shouldn't have done for her that I should have charged way more for. And it really came back to bite me later on because it was expected because that's how it started. And she knew she was one of my first clients, but I definitely had to get to a point where I was like, I can't keep doing this anymore. I either need to raise my rates or move on or something. And it was a huge part my fault because I didn't communicate what I was feeling. I didn't set those boundaries with her and she wouldn't have known if I didn't communicate it to her. And eventually I did, and we're not working together anymore and that's okay. And having to accept that you can't please everyone if you're trying to respect yourself at the same time. Um, And that's been a huge fear for me, not only from a people pleaser standpoint, but from a business standpoint, it's really scary to stick up for yourself when money's on the line. But I have never felt freer, like energetically when I ended that relationship, so like so many more doors opened up for me. And now with my clients, I set very strong boundaries. I changed my contract. I raised my rates and made things more clear. And I feel like my business is running the way that I want it to run. Um, And I would never go back. Yeah. Yeah. I filtering in all the right clients now that you have that in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally got myself in a similar situation like earlier on when like before I was like fully working for myself in this capacity, but like I totally overgave and I had no boundaries and like Kelsey and I have this conversation a lot. I try and communicate it because I've been on the other side of it. And like the person that I was supporting, she would send things to me and she didn't expect me to do it immediately. But I had like this compulsion to like, I have to handle it all right now. And so I was like, not sleeping, like so stressed out. And it wasn't her fault. Like it was mine just because I didn't have boundaries with it. Cause I felt like if I'm seeing this on my to-do list, I might as well get it done. But then as soon as I get that done, one more thing is added. So it like never was ending. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, it completely burnt myself out, you know? And like, I think this goes back to like, within the system, if you're working with multiple people, it, if one person doesn't have boundaries, it kind of like messes it up for everybody else. And also vice versa though. Like if you are the first person to set boundaries, that helps everybody else set the boundaries as well. So, I mean, for example, like Kelsey, when she first started to work for me, she was like, I'm really, I really don't work on weekends. Like I cannot work on weekends. And then she came in here and she's working on weekends. And I'm like, okay, I guess she doesn't care. Right. But yeah. <laughs> like, she like not uphold that boundary. Called like, out. Yeah, I've got to prove myself, <laughs> but yeah, it's something I've definitely, and then like, you know, I don't work on the weekends and I'm like, Christina doesn't expect me to like, this can be handled on Monday. And I still struggle with like, oh my gosh, here's a project. I think I have time. Like I want to get it done. And I'm just like motivated, but I also now see the value and like for myself spacing it out. So I'm not draining myself because that not only hurts me, but then hurts Christina. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, cause it's overwhelming for me because then she sends like me all this. Ranking back everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's Saturday. I don't want to do this, but like, I see it. Right. And we're, we're both that type of person that the second we know it's there, we're like, I got to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, a couple of weekends I was like, but then it's hard for me because the second I think of something, I'm like, I just want to send it to her. So it's there. 
like get it over with. So, so it's there, but because I'm assuming, oh, you won't see it until Monday anyway. Like I'm assuming you're just not going to look at that thing until Monday, but then you look and then I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, have I already looked? I might as well just take care of it. No, it's totally a two-way street. It's really funny. <laughs> We're both the same way. So we both need to be like, you're right. If one person is not following their boundaries, it like can mess yeah. up the whole dynamic. <laughs> It's- I almost didn't today, Kelsey, when you voxered me, I was driving and at a stoplight and saw a message from you like, Hey, this person, can we figure this out? And I was like, Oh my God, I need to respond to this. And I was like, wait, I'm driving. Like, I don't yeah, need to respond so- to this right no, this second. Driving. Yeah, obviously. And I, I like, it. even when I got to where I was going, I was like, you know what? I left my computer at home. I'm going to get my hair done and I'm just mm-hmm. going to enjoy myself right now. And mm-hmm. when I get home, I will deal with this and Kelsey will understand. And it was like a super simple thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, crazy. <laughs> no, we all are a little bit. I will say the biggest thing for me, I have to say, because we use Voxer and it's an app on your phone. And previously I had used Slack, my old job on the computer. So it was like a weird switch for me. But the biggest thing, like I had the sound on at first and I don't know if you guys have heard the voxer sound, it's like a foghorn. So when I first started working for Christina, before I even like knew how to change the settings, I'd be like asleep and there's something like a foghorn and I'm like in a panic attack and I'm like, wait, I can turn the sound off. And then when I did that, I was like, oh my God, my world just changed. Like, why didn't I do that sooner? And then realized I don't need like I don't need push notifications if I'm like I'm like going into my phone a lot for work anyway I'm gonna see like Mm -hmm. the notification on the app as long as I'm diligent and not just neglecting that all day like I'll I'll know there's messages or what I do now is I still have push notifications but um on the iPhone there's a downtime app and it's my new thing I'm like all about it but um you can add which apps you set time limits for and so now I have like certain apps shut off at 7 p.m Mm -hmm. and they like, I see any notifications that come through for them at 9am the next morning. And I think that for me has been the biggest game changer. So I think one really important thing to remember is that like, look for how this might show up where you aren't enforcing your own boundaries. It might come up as resentment towards other people. It might come up as you're exhausted and you don't know why, like there's a lot of different feelings. And then you have to kind of like sit with it. And it's a little bit of personal work and be like, this is actually like in my court, this is my problem. And there's an answer. And it's just, has to do with you addressing your own boundaries and like figuring out how to put them into play for yourself. Yeah. I and I think, I think for me, it was super helpful to be like, okay, anything I'm checking too often, like this is the, and just deciding this is the set time of day. I always check this app or this thing, mm-hmm. or like, these are the two times of day I, ch- I check email. Like, and so in between I'm fully present, I don't have to worry about anything coming through because I know I'm going to get there at that time. So I know it's, it's getting done. You know, um, I think that was super helpful for me with, with mental space. And I also think if you're in a small team, like getting a sense of other people's, another person's schedule, I think is super helpful. Like, especially like, okay, for example, I live on the West coast and then Kelsey's on East coast. And so we've had this a couple of times where in the morning, like, you know, I, the, I feel like I'm waking up early and she's already halfway through her day, you know? And so I, if I open up boxer, because I'm thinking of something when I wake up, cause this often happens to me when I wake up, I like have an idea. And then I see all the things in boxer and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get straight. You know what I mean? I'm like right in it. And I told her like, we've had this because what ended up happening is I wake up and I immediately go on a walk. And what was happening was I was going on a walk and spending literally that whole hour of the walk, like voxering and doing work stuff. And I was like, this is not relaxing. Um, so that is for sure. I'm just going to say, I think it's been a challenge for me 
historically, because most people I work with are on a later time zone, whether that's central Eastern. Uh, and so it's always been hard for me. Cause I always feel like when I get started, everybody else is like done. <laughs> I can see the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> but what I, so my biggest thing with this too, and I just discovered the starred feature on Mixer. So you can star messages and it puts it in a separate thread for you. So I always check that when I first go, like, if it's something I know I can't handle right now, I'll star it. Same thing with email. If it's an email that you see come through and you don't want it to get lost, like flag it, star it. And then I have my, I don't even know where the star is. Where's the star? I think it's to the right of the message. And then it makes a little, you have to click the little right arrow next to the message. And then at the bottom, you can click star. Yeah. But then how do you find the starred messages? It makes its own conversation. Like if you go oh. to, it's amazing. So use this when you don't want to deal with my bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, if have you ever done that? Things, have you done that for me for things? For you? I just started using it recently, but it's like, if you send me a voice message and I'm not in a place where I can listen to mm-hmm. it, like I'm at the store or something, I'll star it and go back. And it's, it's super helpful as long as you remember to check your star, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. Okay. And then in my email inbox, I can figure it. So all of my starred messages show up first or it's mm-hmm. right below any unread messages so that I'm not like losing it if I star it. There are always ways to come back to things like, and it's definitely a practice of reminding yourself that not everything is urgent. It's usually not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm speaking from my own experience, but just finding methods that work for yourself, play around with it because there are always ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember like early on in my business, I, got an email from someone. It was a bone broth company. I don't remember which one, but I loved, I like sent an email and I got immediately an auto response back. And I've never had so much respect for someone. And she, it was very simple. She said, thank you for sending me an email. I check my emails on Tuesdays and 30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays from three to 4 PM EST. So you can be assured that that is when I will be responding to your email. And like, I was like, wow, that was helpful. Yeah. Like, cause it just, it's a really great way to just like set the clear boundary and also be like, don't double email you because I mean, that's one of my pet peeves, you know, like, please do not double email me. It's yeah. been one day. So <clears throat> that, I think that's a really good, a really good tip. I'm curious, Abby, how you manage multiple VA clients, like, because I can see how that would get really like dicey if somebody's like, I, I need this. Like, do you find that they're ever like, I need it now? Or are they more respectful? And you like set it, do you like set aside certain days for certain people or how do you do that? Yeah. Um, I have figured out a way to organize myself based off of priority of things. Um, I do a lot of like weekly check-ins with my clients. So I know like what my priorities for the week are. Um, and then I use different tools like Asana, um, which is a really awesome software where you can share your to-do list with your client. And I have a different to-do list for every single client I have. They can assign me tasks. I can assign them tasks. And we put like a due date in there and you can put your priority in there too. Um, So that's really helpful for managing a million clients and the different priorities. So I can have like, even if you have multiple um, clients in there, you have your own to-do list. So then it's literally listed in priority of what your client set it for. Um, so that's super helpful. Um, and I do make myself available for emergency situations, but they're very, very rare. Um, I do tell my clients, like, I will respond to your boxer message within 24 hours, but it's usually less than that. 
Um, that's definitely a boundary I am working on more, especially now that I'm doing this full time. So, um, it's hard, but yeah, that was one of the things that honestly helped me so much. I, and I think this is also a personality trait that we've been seeing more and more come up. As soon as I release the have to, or the deadline, I'm, I, I, I want to do it sooner. Right. So you the do second, it anyway, yeah, <laughs> well, well the, the thing is, it's like before when my contract said I will respond to boxer within 24 hours, I felt like resentful and annoyed all the time. And then I just changed it to, I respond within 72 hours. And I felt like, oh yeah, someone, I don't need to respond right now. Like they can get done in the next couple of days. But like, because I feel that freedom of like, I don't have to do it right now. I typically do it right then because I just feel like, yeah, no one's pulling on me. Like I have a couple of days. Yeah. (laughs) Most people are really understanding too. Yeah. I don't think any of my clients like expect a response immediately. It's Mm -hmm. definitely more me for sure. I saw this when I worked in an agency, like I felt the need, especially for my higher ups though, to respond to all emails ASAP. And I'm like, this is leading to this giant influx of emails that doesn't need to be there yet. Like I can mitigate how quickly they come in based on how quickly I respond. And yeah, it's just like, no one expects that from you, but the second you set that expectation, which is your fault, that's mm-hmm. the baseline. <laughs> so there's this guy who ran like a goat yoga company who is literally emailing me like every four hours. He'd be like, did you get my email last hour? Like, did you get oh my- <laughs> <laughs> re-forwarding me? I'm like, yeah. Well, then- it's one of, it's one of the biggest things though, because just for anybody, if like, if you are a double, a double messenger, <laughs> like if anybody does that to me, I'm like, I'm out. Like, if that's your energy, like, if you're tugging on me, I'm out. Like, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to, like, even with sponsors. Trust issues. Like, if you can't trust that the person that you're hiring is going to respond to you (laughs) in, like, a reasonable manner, then I feel like there's something else off, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's the neediness, that energy. And because that that shows us, like, what's it going to be like to work with you long term? And, I mean, Kelsey and I have had this with podcast sponsors where there are certain people I'm, like, I just cannot. Like, there's no need to email 50 times in a day. But I'm just, like, cracking it because I think of, like, all of my experiences, like, seeing corporate, like, when I've worked before in, like, more of a corporate setting and, like, literally all everybody's doing is like emailing each other back and forth. I'm like, what? Like, when are you actually working? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why don't I time my projects? Am I like chronically behind? Oh, because I'm responding about said projects like 99% of my day. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I think about like my mom, for example, she always would like, she would work on the weekends and late at night because she'd be like, that's the only time I can get my own work done. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing all day? She's like, I'm There's responding to everybody. <laughs> You go to work and you can't get your work done. Uh, I want to kind of close off with something. So on top of just communication boundaries, Abby, you might experience this too, but Christina, I know there's kind of a fine line between, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, helping clients and then even friends too and family, people coming to you when they're not necessarily compensating you for what you're giving, Mm. or it's not a fair exchange, how do you go about creating balance there and making sure that people aren't taking advantage of your time or your resources? Yeah, that's a really good, I mean, God, this could be a whole episode on itself. (laughs) Abby's like about to explode with with thoughts, (laughs) you know? And like, I think that for me, what's most important that I've learned is like, I need to pay attention to how I feel ahead of time because like, if I can, t- cause I know ahead of time, like if I answer this, I'm going to feel annoyed 
And if I can already tell that, I'm just not going to, I'm going to engage and I'll talk about it in a second. But there are some people like certain friends who I totally like give advice to that for me, for somebody else, I would not, I would be like, you need to pay for a, sen- a session. But I think what's really important for me, um, well, first of all, in general, it's how you show up, right? Like people used to do that a lot more to me when I showed up with, I'll say like, I don't even know. My energy was just different where I was more available to that. And nowadays it's like people will offer, they'll be like, I'll totally pay for your time. Like they like freak out because you can kind of tell with my energy as yeah, I'm looking you, at you. They know you right? got boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, I'm just like projecting it out. But um, for people who are close to me in my life, I typically have the conversation just like explaining to them because for people who don't do this type of work, you know, um, like, because people have different styles of jobs. So for somebody who's like, you know, sitting at a desk most of the day, or like for my, my boyfriend, who's like out doing like work in the field, like on farms, like it's a very different type of business than, than mine. And, you know, if, if somebody we like, for example, me and Parker have had this conversation where he's out all day, like working on the farm, doing stuff. He comes home. I've been holding space for people for like 12 hours, like talking about business. And I want to, ju- I need two hours before I go to sleep to just chill. And when he comes home, he's like, okay, so this is what I, I need. I need this for my business. Like, what do you think? Should I do this offer? How should I plan this out? And he's like, he's all excited about it. Cause he hasn't had a conversation with anybody all day. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't coach you right now. Right. And so for people in my life who are close to me, I, I very much explain to them what it feels like people who have, are in a similar business, typically like the boundaries are already there. People know not to cross, but for people close to me, I just explain like, like, I know it it can be hard to understand, but like, this is the type of work I'm doing and I'm holding space for people and having these really in-depth conversations all day. And like, when I have to continue to hold that space later, I feel like I don't ever get a break. And, and it just kind of comes with like, because it's part of the work I do when it gets past a certain line, I'm going to be like, you should go in for a session. So sometimes when people ask things of me, depending on the question, I mean, I can just be a friend. I can just hold space and like say, yeah, that sounds really frustrating. Like I don't versus like giving more of myself and trying to solve it for them. I'm I'm not going to do that. Right. And if somebody's trying to push me to solve it for them, be like, you know, this is something that I I think you'd be a great fit for XYZ program. Like this is what I teach people in this. And I just make that very clear because sometimes people, and then often people are like, oh, how do I learn? How do I learn more? Right. So let's not assume that people are going to get annoyed and they just want free advice. Um, and I, I energetically, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm assuming they're not trying to get free advice. You know what I mean? I'm saying, because then they're going to be more, more receptive to my offer. Sometimes people just don't, don't know. So that's kind of how I handle it. If, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, you, Abby? What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty similar for me. Um, I am in a lot of like VA networking type groups. Um, and when I'm full on clients, I like to post um, like job offers that come across my way that I'm not taking and stuff. Um, and that leads to a lot of new VAs hopping in my DMs and asking me a million questions about like how I got to where I am and how do I find a VA firm, all these questions. Um, and I struggled hard in the beginning of my business, trying to figure everything out. I remember panicking and having like paralysis before I even started my business, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always wish that I had someone there who was just like, do this, this, and this, 
and you will be all set to go. And I just kind of fumbled through on my own. So when someone comes to me and is asking advice, I like to give a little bit, like you said, Christina, like I'll give you advice to a certain extent. And then when you're asking me, like, what platform do you use? What are your rates? Like that type of thing where it gets into more deeper um, need for coaching, mm-hmm. I will offer like, Hey, if you want to hop on like a call for a while, like here's my rate, you mm-hmm. can ask me as many questions as you want and we can go that deep. Um, but I definitely like, I'm so excited to talk to someone who's been in my shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends on like how far you're willing to go to help someone who is obviously in need. And I think most people, like you said, are, that are in the business know, uh, that people pay for time. Yeah. And man, like that's how I like got into business coaching because I was actually spending so much time first doing that for free for people, like helping them with their businesses. And then at a certain point I was like, here are my rates because I can't be spending hours of my day doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it just kind of naturally fell into actually just being like, I'm just going to do this. Um, and I also think if anyone's listening and you struggle with this, like just having go-to resources. So I learned, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of it ends up being my own offers now, but even before I'd be like, oh, check out this person. Like, I'll just send them. I'll be like, yeah, I know that this person, check out this podcast, check out that course. Like I actually went to this course and it taught me everything. Best of luck, like something <laughs> like that. So I'll, I'll, I'm helping them. I'm giving them the resource yeah. with the answers. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also something to honestly, like, again, to Abby's point, it's like when you're in the business and at a certain level of business, like I cannot imagine ever asking somebody for their time for free. Like it just can't even, it's, it feels so disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, have people in my DMs being like, Hey, would you be willing to hop on a 20 minute call? I'm really into what you're doing. And like, I just saw one the other day and you know, I, I know it's not ill intention, but it's like, she was like, I I'm really interested in, in what you're doing. I think I want to do something similar. And I saw you went through primal health coach and like, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. Do you have any time, 20 minutes, the next couple of weeks? And I'm like, girl, I don't have 20 minutes for my BFF. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Right. And it's like, and it also for me feels disrespectful in the sense of like the amount of time that like using myself, like I, I put into making a gazillion pieces of free content that answer all of these questions. Like, I mean, if you just went to my website, to my podcast mm-hmm. and search the topic, you would probably find it. Um, and, and it's, and it's not when that's what somebody does for a living, that's so unfair to their paying clients. Right. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just not fair. So, and I see, I mean, I think it's actually probably at one of like, I think it's really bad in the health space because like so many people are like in doctor's DMS, like, can you fix this for, and they're like, I can't give you a medical analysis. It's illegal. <laughs> like, like, you know, and it's very interesting just with how much information is available. Now people feel very entitled to it for free. So I don't know. And, but sometimes they don't even realize they're doing that. So that's why just having the clear boundary, like this is what I, what I do and don't share. And here's a resource if you're interested in it. Yeah, so set those boundaries set those, they they are life-changing and it definitely requires some deep work and moving through some layers sometimes. If you're like me, it'll help you make massive leaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ultimately respecting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure we could talk about this for a long time, but let's wrap up there for today. Thanks everyone for listening in. 
Make sure you share this episode to social media and tag us at the podcast connector if it was helpful and leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you enjoy the show, if it's helpful. It really helps other people find the show and we so appreciate it. All right. We hope you have an incredible day and we will talk to you next episode. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.